Drawny for breakfast. Yes, here they are, the boys from afar, joining me, the great Don Barton, my, my cohort for many, many years on a Saturday morning, and uh, Gary, the witty greenkeeper, as we used to say when he used to give us the bowls news, via fax, which was the latest technology all those years ago. G'day, Wit, how are you going? Okay, Don. Hello, Wit, I haven't spoken to you for a while. No, it's been a while, mate. It's been a while, yeah. I, I think you and I are about 21 years older. Mate, and, and greyer. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you've got some. Yeah, that's right. i tell you what, I'm very grey too. Now, listen, folks, I thought we'd get these two blokes in because we wanted to talk about, and it was 1999. Wow. Wow, it's a long time ago uh, when the boat people arrived at Scott's Head, a, a, a monumental moment for the valley. Yep. And, I mean, the whole centre of, of, of uh, Australian media and international media was on Scott's Head. What I want to do is just for those people that may be newer to the area uh, or haven't heard the story, tell you how this came about. Now, Don and I used to do Saturday mornings. And remember, this is pre the internet, yep. everybody. Okay? And uh, as soon as it started to rain... The phone went berserk. That's right. And the number one question was? Is the soccer on? <laughs> Is the soccer on? <laughs> but we used to do other sports as well. Yeah, that's right. So we get people ringing in. And this Saturday in 1999, it was absolutely pouring. And there's cancellations of phones are going mm. off and unbelievable. Mm. And my fa- one of my favourite phone calls of all time, uh, Wit, when you look back on it, was a bloke that rang up and he said, I want to know if the under-sevens is on at Tuffins Lane, you know, the soccer. And uh, Donnie goes, well, he said, uh, oh, if I was you, I'd ring the coach. We can't tell you. And then there's dead silence, and the bloke goes, I am the coach. <laughs> <laughs> they were the things we dealt with, Wit. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get to the matter. Okay, it's pouring down rain. Yep. The phone goes. We're live on air. Yep. And Witty rings up. And what you were telling us that the bowls are off, weren't you, Wit? Well, that's right. It had been pouring down rain, and uh, and I thought, well, I can kill two birds with one stone here. So I say, well, boys, the bowls is off today because of the rain, but I've got a scoop for you. And and they said, well, okay, what's what's the scoop? And I said, you wouldn't believe it, but there's a Chinese that he tugboats <laughs> landed on the beach, and of course, who'd believe that? Especially Donnie and I did. And, uh, no, I believed no, you. Whit. We, we did. Oh. I, I distinctly remember saying, "Hey, Whit, we're actually live on air. Yeah. Are you fair dinkum with this?" <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Shawnee said, "Well, well, if so, have you contacted anyone?" And I think when I actually said to uh, to Mark that the I'd contacted the local constabulary, um, then he got a little bit. Then he thought, "Oh, well." With said income, but um, when I did phone them up, they said, um, "Yeah, we had reports earlier in the morning." And all I remember saying to them, "Well, I'm telling you now, if you don't act as soon as you can," I said, "They're half these people, these Chinese people. They're halfway to the highway. And as soon as they hit the highway, you'll lose them." And they said, "We'll be there straight away." <laughs> was, they had hundred dollar notes, didn't they, from memory? And, with- and didn't they? Weren't they dressed in suits? With yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. Yeah, they're all oh yeah, well dressed, really well dressed, and all their uh, jeans and that. They they ch- had a change of clothes, <laughs> and and there was jeans and and uh, and all their clobber. 
left in the car park and all around Scott's oh, head yeah. and, and and what have you. And I remember, uh, I think it was BBC, it, it phoned up during the week and they said, how do you know they weren't Australian? I said, well, if they were Australian, they'd be wearing thongs. <laughs> <laughs> now... Folks, I'll paint the picture for you. That has just happened, right? So I'm actually stunned. And then this is when Barton came up with his best line ever on a Saturday morning. Tell everybody what you said to Witty in response to this unbelievable news. Well, I just said to Wit, Wit, I just thought, if there's that many people turn up in these Chinese fellas, do you know they think they know that the bowls are off? <laughs> yeah, do you still think they would have arrived if they'd have known bowls were off? <laughs> I don't reckon they would have, you know. Now there's a byline. There's, there's a byline to this because Barton and I, are, you know, what stirrers. Uh, as the morning went on, I mean, the national media was there. There's it's, um, it's international news. So anyway, we made the story up that the, the, you had a Chinese or every bowling club had a Chinese restaurant. Yep. You know, in Australia, that's the normal thing. Anyway, we made the story up that the cook from the Chinese had been arrested three times <laughs> and released <laughs> and, and released. So anyway. That goes on, and we're having a laugh. And next, on the Monday afterwards, the club actually, uh, the Scottshead Bowling Club, rang me and say, "You know that stuff, that stupid stuff you were saying on air about the cook." <laughs> he said, "I've just had the Sydney Morning Herald, the bloke from Colomate, ring us to see if it's true that the cook was arrested three times." But the story was, it wasn't the cook that was uh, laying low; it was the doctor. The local doctor, yeah, that's right. He uh, he didn't want to even come out because he was a he was a Chinese man, Doctor Chen, and he didn't he didn't want to come out because they had to um, do a medical on them all. And uh, mate, he, he kept right away from the place in case he did. Lovely, well done. Oh, but but, that, but, but, but another funny one was is uh, a, a gentleman came down from Sawtell, or a family came down from Sawtell to have a look at the boat. This is around about, well, it was after the club had opened. And anyway, he stopped in the club there. He must have had a problem. And he was playing <laughs> playing, playing the poke machines. And anyway, he won $4,000 on the pokies. Anyway, they said to him, well, what about the boat? And he said, you know what? He said, that's the, that's the boat. <laughs> he said, I'm not worried about it. So he turned around and went back to Sawtell and didn't see the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and he won four grand. Unbelievable. Four- Look look at that. That was, uh, gee, what was it, 23 years ago? Yeah, Just 1999. 1999, unbelievable. Yeah, the 10th of, 10th of, uh, 10th of April. Yeah. yeah, and it always normally rains around April because it's Easter, you yeah. know, and it's because of the moon. But that was one of the, my funniest memories uh, of all time of, of doing radio. And, uh, the and that was the only funny thing I said, too. No, it wasn't. <laughs> In 10 years. No, you're a funny man. A lot of it was very inappropriate. I don't know you'd go with today's... We wouldn't go. With today's stuff, Donald. I think you'd get a warning letter every week. But anyway, no, not me. <laughs> Good on you, Wit. And uh, Wit and I did went on when uh, you went back to Queensland with, with Gimme Five for Kids. We always... Maxwell was, Maxwell was always first. Uh, yeah. The first bowls day we did, and I remember the first one, DB. We oh. arrived, we got uh, Leo in the limo, <laughs> yep. pulled up, and Witty had organised a red carpet that they, <laughs> they, they rolled out for us. And then who was it? Was it, uh, was it uh, the Cookie Monster or Ida Down? We get out of the car, and we've got to have, oh, <laughs> I'm not, I couldn't make this up, a media dram beauty. Oh. <laughs> I, think, I, think well. that was, I think that was bullying. Bullant, yeah, Bullant <laughs> organised. They were middies at Drambria Bui. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. Never too early. 
I've never seen Dick Hillard with a tear in his eye, but he had one that day. He did I've, I've never been welcomed so so much in my life as at uh, at Maxwell. He uh, was. He was greatly. He was really moved by that. You know. And uh, then he soon moved on from that when we asked him to shout, and he sort of... Oh, no, no. No, No, he wouldn't shout. (laughs) He wouldn't shout. Long pockets. No, that's right. That was the name on his shirt, long long pockets. pockets. Great to catch up with you, mate. I know you haven't been in the best of health of late, so I don't know who you... If you ran over another Chinaman or what, but anyway... (laughs) Mate, you stay healthy. We'll catch up real soon. Thanks for joining us today. See you, mate. And Mark, by the way, you there? Yes, mate. Oh, just that... um, all the best, mate, I, I, uh, in, your, in your retirement. Uh, you and Tracy Grimshaw and Lee Sales and, and, um, and Lisa Walkinson, like, you're all together. I hope you all uh, you enjoy your re- retirement and whatever. But, uh, mate, what you've done for the Valley and, and the communities, you know, but, but not but the Valley, but Port and Taree, the whole lot, you've uh, been outstanding. And uh, I just wish you and Deb and that all the best uh, on, your, uh, on your future. Good on you, mate. I really appreciate it. And uh, as I said, I I love this job. I've had some of the funniest times of my life doing this. And uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I've got lots to do in the future, but it's, um, you know, it's always going to hold a special place in my heart. Good on you, buddy. Thanks, Whit. Cheers, Whit. Cheers, mate. Bye. Johnny's one last lap. The Roving Roast. Only on Triple M and the Listener App.